0: UGA football news presents today's sports report on today's sports report. We'll talk about university of Georgia football and more. And now here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. Welcome to today's sports report, a presentation of Bailey Hall and Brigette LLC and UGA football news on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Chris Hall, your host, and it's good to have with us uh, today, our good old buddy, uh, Rusty Manziel, recruiting analyst at CBS Sports, uh, Georgia writer for 247sports.com, color analyst for Peachtree TV High School Football <laughs> Games. But more importantly, he's a good husband and a good dad and a busy man. And Rusty, it is good to have you on our program today.
1: It's been a minute. It's been a while. Yeah. Um yeah. got some uh, things going on. and you know spring practice ended up so spring practice in Georgia starts. so I'll be on the road today seeing some kids and got some pretty cool announcements coming up uh for the fall for TV got a got a uh, I can't break the news but there'll be some pretty cool stuff TV wise that uh, I'm gonna be a part of but you know for me exposure in the state of Georgia uh, and they basically let me pick the game so I make sure I go out and get the high profile players you get to watch them on Friday night so I'm very very excited about what they're going to announce. Hopefully later today, and uh, it's going to be
0: it's going to be really cool. Yeah, hey, and hey, the calendar is turning. That's so right. uh, as as we as the old saying goes, we'll be there before you know it. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, did want to uh, bring Rusty on our program talk a little bit about G Day, the end of spring practice, as he mentioned uh, for the University of Georgia. Uh, we were in attendance at mm-hmm. uh, the G Day game uh, this past Saturday in Athens. Uh, you know, the stadium, uh, about, I think, somewhere around 68,000 uh, were present uh, for the game. Uh, I'm sure, you know, the weather didn't help. Uh, the weather yeah. on Saturday morning was pretty uh, pretty bad with the rain and uh, the chance of storms and that kind of thing. And as well as it being Easter weekend. Easter weekend, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- that may have been a, uh, something that depressed the uh, attendance a little bit, but not bad. It was the third largest attendance for a G-Day game. Uh, at the University of Georgia. The black team, of course, you know, this is where the uh, Georgia football team uh, splits up into two teams in an inter squad game. Mm-hmm. And the black team won 26 23 over the red team. And uh, from my perspective, as i right at the 50 yard line, you know, looking uh, at the game. It was a pretty entertaining game. Now, I know you had a different uh, perspective, but Mm. just your overall impression of uh, the end of spring practice for Georgia and the G-Day game on Saturday.
1: Well, I'll I'll start with the bad, and the bad was you start looking around and you see Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, Devontae White in street clothes, and you go, man, those guys, they really are gone. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's just hard to replace guys like that. But the good for me Uh, was to see kids that I've covered for a while, like Michael Williams, You look at Ernest Green, you look at the Nylon Moore set, Oscar Delp was fantastic uh, in his role. But I think more importantly, just because of the depth of the situation, I know his family, Uh, I've known this young man since the eighth grade, they let me break one of the biggest stories I've ever broke when Eric Gilbert committed to Georgia. Um, And I was very appreciative of that. But I think seeing Eric Gilbert smiling again Playing football, and it didn't really matter if it was at Georgia or wherever it was. Uh, you know, what he's been through and where he is now, it is really, really uh, a very cool thing. Uh, and I know Georgia fans are excited what they saw out of him because I'm telling you, this guy, I mean, he's not in great shape yet. I mean, what he was doing Saturday, I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg. And, oh, by the way, you throw in Brock Bowers and throw in Darnell Washington. And, I mean, you got Oscar Dell, too. I mean, it's it's Todd Hartley is sleeping well at night right
0: now. Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, I, I was going to talk about the uh, tight ends. He didn't have Bowers available for Saturday mm-hmm. or Washington or good, mm-hmm. But there you have Arik Gilbert and Oscar Delp. And, you know, as you look over the tight ends uh, that are available for the University of Georgia, well, you, you just got to think uh, that that's the, they're going to do a lot of packages around the uh, tight ends. That group is so athletic. Yeah. And the tight end can be such a great weapon offensively. In, in so many different ways. Uh, Oscar Dell, I, I Rick, you mentioned, and he looked so athletic. Yeah. You know, almost a cut above a lot of the other guys. Just so athletic, so fast, mm-hmm. so big, so strong. Yep. But Oscar Del, I you know, this uh-huh. is a freshman. Yeah. Boy, he was good. Seven catches, 91 yards. Pretty good uh, debut uh, on the big stage, don't you think?
1: And I think the one thing that people don't realize about Oscar Dell that I have covering him out for two years out of West Forsyth is – his ability to break tackles. He caught an easy little curl route, uh, maybe for five or six yards, Well, he broke two tackles and turned it into 20 yards. And he's extremely strong in his lower body. He's got great hands. Um, you know, he's, he's gonna hold his own at Georgia, and he may not be the guy this year, but when it is his time, there's not gonna be a lot of drop off, because Oscar Depp was a very highly rated young man, a very highly recruited young man, he is a very driven guy. I know his family well. Uh I mean this kid is this kid is put together. Uh, he's every he checks every box. He's just gonna have to wait a little bit because there's some guys in front of him. But I'm telling you, Oscar Delt, when it's his time, this guy's gonna be he's gonna be the real deal.
0: You know, we might we might see some uh, really, we might see some packages with two tight ends. Uh a lot at the University oh, of Georgia. No, no you question. may have you may have to keep one in maybe at a time to to block a little bit but boy the tight end position is so strong at the university of georgia uh now let's talk about quarterbacks uh you know stetson bennett obviously uh starter 15 of 35 for 273 yards three touchdown passes two interceptions carson beck looked very good 14 of 26 274 uh brock van uh, 12 of 26 115 yards gunner stockton uh got in there as well uh just, just your you know Stetson Bennett was Stetson Bennett mm-hmm. uh you know he he, you, you got what you expected from uh, Stetson Bennett mm-hmm. I, I was pretty impressed with Carson Beck he he looked pretty sharp and pretty comfortable out there what about you
1: yeah he looked comfortable I mean this is his third spring at Georgia I mean he's where he needs to be I mean this is where you think you know you you should be in your third spring uh this is Brock Vandergrift's second spring and he you know he took a step forward I, I think I think watching Carson Beck, you could tell. Now he did play against the twos for for most part, so I'm not gonna, uh, you know, kind of kind of match up him versus Brock too much. But I'll, I'll tell you that Carson Beck looked like he had a better grasp of what was going on around him. Uh, I did think when Brock VanderGraaff played with the ones, he had some good had some good moments and. You know this is going to be a really interesting battle going into the fall um I, I do think carson beck's a clear number two right now but i don't think this is a shut door i mean you look at this last year chris you look at this last year uh, stetson bennett threw four passes in the spring game and one was a pick i mean he was an afterthought you know he wasn't even in the consideration of who was going to play uh so i think people got to be real careful uh to to say write people off uh, at a spring game there's a lot of summer workout there's a long fall camp, and anything can happen. But Kirby Smart ended all the all the message boards, uh, you know, <laughs> off season talk when he said that and Bennett's our guy. The team believes he's our guy. I think the talk now will be, can Carson back keep keep that firm grip, which I think he's got right now. Number two, or does Brock VanGrieff Brock Vandergrip continue to grow uh, and develop and, and get that thing closer?
0: You know, I, 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 within the team, there's no question who's the number one quarterback, yep. you know, within yep. the team itself. Yep. Beyond the team, however, man, there's still so much discussion and so much. I don't know if it's dissatisfaction, but uneasiness about Stetson Bennett. <laughs> he led Georgia to a national championship. Why Why do you think there is so much there's so many people still questioning mm-hmm. whether Stetson Bennett should be the starting quarterback at the University of Georgia? Why is that the case, you think?
1: Uh, you know, he has those moments where you go, what, what happened there? You know, what, what, why did you throw that ball? But um, I think that people have to put this to rest now. I mean, yeah. you know, even because I said this, when Georgia needed him, when Alabama took the lead in the fourth, I think Stetson Bennett went four for four on the yeah. next two drives and let him right back down the field, you know, by way through a touchdown pass. Uh ste stood in the pocket on a big third down, delivered. So I think with Stetson Bennett, you know, he's not the sexy guy. He's not the you know, right. he's not the he's not gonna be the first round draft pick. I don't even know if Stetson Bennett's gonna play in the NFL. I don't know yeah. if he's gonna get a shot to play in the NFL. But I think that people need to to put that part to rest and understand that uh right now he's the clear number one. He's got the locker room. You know, they know they can win with him. Um uh, he's a guy that can hurt you with his legs. I mean through threw the ball what, thirty did you say thirty-five times? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, and, that, and that's not ideal for Georgia. I mean, that, that's right. not the game plan, but it's a spring game. Kirby Smart wanted to throw right. it around, and I'm sure there were some quarterbacks watching, and he said, look, I told you we were going to throw it around. So <laughs> yeah. Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart's not dumb, I can tell you yeah. that. So uh, they threw it around a lot and, and didn't really pound their running backs. But Stetson Bennett brings so much to the game, but he also brings so much experience. And, and with this offense, it is so critical to get the protections down get people lined up if you watch the game within the game go back and watch how many times Stetson Bennett lines people up or right. switches somebody running back this side tied in in motion all those things make a huge difference that you, the average fan never really has access to understand what's going on so you know it is it's, it's going to be a debate and uh, I'm sure but, you know if and when Georgia loses another game it'll heat right back up yeah. about our quarterback but uh, Stetson Bennett won the national championship at Georgia and he's earned the right to be the guy at Georgia this, this senior season.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, you kind of wonder about quarterbacks and, and you got Stetson, you got Carson, you got Brock, you got Gunner. You know, the transfer portal, do, do you see one of those guys saying, look, I want to play, I want to go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they're solid with Georgia? Just speculation. What do you think?
1: Uh, the way it goes I think that every – now, this is just my opinion as of today on 420. Now, they have to – if somebody were to leave, they have to be in the portal this year by May the 1st. Last yeah. year it was June the 1st. Right. I don't see anybody leaving right now, uh, but I do think at the end of the season uh, there could be some shakeout, with, with, and that's just the way it goes. You know, right. we're one of the two leave and I think Gunnar Stockton uh, came in knowing he needed some time to develop. He needed some time to adjust to this speed of the game and and uh i think gunner stockton's firmly a georgia bulldog right now i would be interested say come december uh according how the season plays out what carson beck and or brock vandergrift is thinking and right. and here's the next thing you know i'm not predicting arch manning to georgia because i I'm, i know that would be nuts i'm saying if arch manning were to commit to georgia that's another variable uh, that they, you know, that's another person that's going to enter that room next year if that happens. So there's a lot of different things to play out, but the way it happens, Chris, and what I've seen over the last two years, I would lean that somebody uh, will not be here, uh, you know, come next January in that room, other than Stetson Bennett. Uh, we'll see if one leaves after the season, but my opinion right now, I don't think anybody leaves before uh, this season.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's turn to defense. Of course, Georgia. That that once in a generation, I guess you could say defense. That Georgia had last year lost eight players from that defense that can go in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Six projected in the first uh, two rounds. You could have many as as many as five Georgia defensive players going in the first round. So okay, uh, but you still got a pretty good defense at the University of Georgia. You still yeah. got some oh, yeah. studs, and you still mm-hmm. got some speed, and you still yeah. got some size. Just your your overall uh, you know impression with the defensive line and linebackers, cornerbacks. The defense is still pretty strong. You're going to have to stretch it to say they might be as strong this year as they were last year. I don't know if that's going to be the case. But it's still good enough uh, to go a long way, don't you think?
1: They're going to have some really good players. I went back and watched a little bit of the 2019 LSU SEC championship game. And you look at that game, you see Jordan Davis, you see Trayvon Walker, you see Devontae Wyatt, you see all these guys, uh, N'Kobe Dean. You see all these guys flying around. And they couldn't stop LSU, which had one of the best offenses in the country. But those guys were young guys yeah. and they and they developed into first rounders. So, you know, I think Georgia fans are going to have to be a little bit patient uh, with the defense, but they've got really, really good players. And they might be a year or two away from having another opportunity to be, you know, one of the best in the country. I still think their defense is going to be really, really good. But you'd be crazy to not to think they're going to take a step back after what they lost. I mean, it, that, that is an historic, I mean, historic front seven. I mean, this draft happens next Thursday, Friday and Saturday. I mean, those for that Thursday and Friday night is going to be a heavy, heavy, heavy uh, uh, influence of Georgia players coming off the board for places. So uh, I do think Georgia's got some really, really good young players. It starts with Jalen Carter. If Jalen Carter was eligible, he'd be a first rounder this year. Yep. So they got some really, really good players, some young guys. I think they're a little bit banged up. So We'll see what they do but i, I think george's george's got a chance on defense they're going to, have to score more points this year so uh you're not just going to shut people down like they did last year so we'll see but uh, i i do think they got some really really good players and, and this time next year we could be talking about hey this guy's back this guy's back they're they're, they're going to be loaded again
0: yeah the, the offensive line you know y'all yeah Every football coach and every football fan always worries about their offensive line, the offensive sure. line of their team, you know, because, you yeah. know, they kind of the unsung heroes. They don't necessarily get the media attention sometimes, you know, that they need to get. Broderick um, uh, Jones, Xavier Truss, uh, Van Pram, you got Willock, uh, McClendon. What about the offensive line uh, as, as you evaluated it on uh, Saturday at the G-Day game? Uh, what, what did you think uh, on the red and black team? Uh, how does the offensive line stack up? And Mims is coming back. He kind of flirted with the portal, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. You know, he got a little, dis uh, I guess, dissatisfied, but, sure. but he worked through that. So, what do you think about the offensive line?
1: I think it's deep. You know, yeah. um and I, I'm actually still on the sideline with a guy that played for George in the '90s and in the late '90s and. I guess that's the first time he'd seen those guys up close. And he kept saying, Look how big that <laughs> offense, look how big their line is. You know, and 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 you know, other than Matt Stenchcomb back in the day, they didn't have anybody that everybody was six, 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 seven. Uh, you know, poor old Cedric Van Pran at six, three and a half. He looks like that he looks like the little kid out there, uh, standing beside Devin Willick and, and those guys that are, you know, six, 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 seven guys. And uh I just think the depth there is really, really good. Uh, you know, they, I, I know they want a little bit more depth at tackle, and having Amarius Mims back will be huge. I do think Amarius Mims is going to play for Georgia this year. He may not start, but I would be very surprised if he's not in the rotation. Um, so, but you look interior, look at Michael Morris. I mean, here's a kid that's playing, you know, playing left guard. And I, I completely forgot about Michael Morris to be honest with you. And I saw him play. Saturday, I was like, man, this kid is good. And uh, they're just really, really deep there. I think this is going to be another strength for them. I think Georgia's going to be really good on offense. I think some of the – they had some drops, okay? They had some drops. But I think Georgia fans saw some things out of their wide receiver group. No one at Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington weren't there either. Uh, So they're going to add some wide receivers, some freshman guys that come in in June, uh, some true freshmen, see if they can get in the mix. But – I think offensively, Georgia's going to be really, really good, I think.
0: Yeah, I think Todd Monken's going to have a lot of fun this year. Yeah. And, and uh, oh. I know he's already devising a lot of different schemes for uh, the personnel he has. Running backs, uh, Dejon Edwards, Kenny McIntosh, Kendall Milton, those, mm. seems, uh, those seem to be the uh, top three guys. Uh, you know, I, what do you think out of that group? Uh, very talented. And i love the fact that edwards is getting the opportunity now to kind of step forward and shine a little bit he's a good running back good kid Mm -hmm. too yeah so what do you think about running backs uh running backs and and depth and is there a young guy that might uh you know step up uh, maybe a freshman might step up into the running back rotation
1: well when you look at him branson robinson he looks like a senior he's about to be here and he's about to be here at the end of may so uh, i've forgotten about branson i saw him on the sideline i was like man that kid is put together
0: (laughs) He got some yeah. guns, doesn't he? He? <laughs> he
1: doesn't. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss the weight room. I can tell you that. So, uh, you know, he'll be here. Uh, and you know, running back is something you can pick up pretty quick and play. If you can pass block and pick up the offense, you can play because uh, you just hand the ball off and it's just natural ability at that point. So, uh, I think that when you look at the running back room as a whole, I think coming to Georgia, you kind of expect. You looked at you know you look at Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. They waited behind Todd Gurley and Keith Marshall. You know, and then you look at DeAndre Swift. He knew he had to wait a little while behind those guys. Uh, so you look at Kendall Milton, who was a highly recruited player. Uh, Georgia won a big battle against Ohio State for him out of California. And, you know, he's waited his turn, you know, and I think it's his time now. Uh, Kenny McIntosh, I think, can kind of take that role over what James Cook kind of gave them. So, uh, you know, Dejon Edwards, as you mentioned. I know Andrew Paul's coming in from Dallas, Texas. Georgia won a big battle over Clemson for him, you know, last signing day. So. We'll see if those young guys and get in the fold, but I think right now it's clear. I think Kendall Milton's probably 1A. Uh, Kenny McIntosh will be 1B playing, and we'll see how much Edwards can get uh, into that because he's a really good player. I agree with you. Yeah.
0: Uh, wide receivers, Blaylock, uh, Kyrus Jackson. You know, I, I, as I was watching the game, a uh, G Day game, between the wide receivers and the tight ends, and I like what I saw. You know, these guys sure. are strong, they're athletic, yeah. they're fast. And they just move just so smoothly and, and yeah. strongly. Yeah. Uh, I You know, wide receiver is always kind of an iffy thing uh, in the mind uh, minds of Georgia fans. I, but I think, uh, you know, it's going to be okay this year. What do you think?
1: Got to keep Arian Smith healthy. Because yeah. the one thing you see with Arian Smith, twice he got behind defenders. Uh, Carson Beck hit him on the first play of the game for his side. And Arian Smith was five yards behind the guy. The second time, Arian Smith was open. Stetson Bennett underthrew him a little bit. And, uh, you know, but you're talking about a guy that's a difference maker, a guy that can run by you. It's a 10, 200 meter guy. So, you know, he doesn't get talked a lot about because he's been injured. But if they get a healthy Arian Smith, you know, with a lot of attention going to be on Brock Bowers and now Eric Gilbert and these guys and Darnell, when he comes back, the wide receiver room is in a little bit better shape than I thought. Dominique Blaylock is further along than I thought. I'll tell you what I was impressed with. Even Jackson Meeks caught a ball. Yeah. These 50-50 balls that were in tight coverage, I thought Georgia caught three of those where coverage was all over them and they wind up making a play. And You saw A.D. Mitchell in the National Championship game. He had a guy all over him. Stetson Bennett throws one up. He makes a heck of a catch for a touchdown. Kind of changed the momentum of the National Championship there. So. You got to make those plays when the opportunities arise. And I was very impressed. They had some easy drops, but the balls I consider 50-50, tight coverage, contested. you got to find a way to make a play. Saw a couple of people make one, including Dominic Blaylock, which made everybody smile on the sideline.
0: Yeah, uh, you, you know, last year after G-Day, we, we were all looking forward to Clemson. You know, that was, okay, yep. let's turn yep. the page, yep. looking forward, forward to Clemson. So much, you know, uncertainty about Georgia. It's a lot different this year. You won the national championship. G day is over. Now you got a target on your back, but it's still the joy of winning a national championship. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But now I we, did. now we turn the page. We got Oregon, of course, uh, mm-hmm. to the first game of the season. It's a lot different feel for the University of Georgia. You know, as I look over the SEC, the SEC East, I think, I think almost every team except maybe for Florida, and this is just my my perception except maybe for Florida, who's kind of stagnant. I think every other team in the SEC uh, East, uh, maybe with the exception of Vanderbilt, bless their hearts, has, has, has made a step up. It's going sure. to be a, a little yeah. more competitive yes. SEC East this year, don't you think?
1: Yeah. yeah, Kentucky's been on the trend up. I mean, they're a team that's been, they're doing a great job. I think Spencer Rattler coming to South Carolina makes things very interesting there. Uh, Tennessee getting hooker back, handing hooker back is, you know, what they did last year, this first year under Josh Heupel. So I agree with you. Uh, I think we we'll want to see who wins this Florida job uh, between between. Um, I think Anthony Richardson is going to wind up winning that thing, but we'll see as it goes down. But, you know, I think quarterback play is going to be better in the east. That always means a lot. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be some interesting games. And, and this Oregon game uh, with Dan, You know, if there's anybody that knows Georgia, it's going to be Dan Lanning. He's going to know exactly how Kirby Smart's thinking, Glenn Schumann, Will Muschamp, what they're thinking in certain packages. So, you know, that you start digging into that game, the ins and outs and the X's and O's. I mean, these two two teams are going to know each other really, really well.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. So, I I think, you know, I'm not a coach. Never been a coach. Never played one on TV. But, you know, I, I think in a game like this, you say, okay, they know us. We know them. We're going to go get it. You know, yeah, may the yeah. best may the best team win. I, yeah. I don't know if you do anything kind of weird or, you know, wonky to, to try to throw the other team off. You just go at it, right? Don't you think?
1: My old high school coach, Lynn Honeycutt, who was a captain of the University of Georgia, uh, I never forget. He always says, "Just because they know what you're about to do, doesn't mean they can they can stop." And <laughs> That's true, uh, we ran the ball down people's throats for 15 games my senior year, and I don't even know if we threw a ball in 15 games, but it worked. And uh, you know, I, I I'll never forget that. So that kind of goes what you're saying there. Um, you know, just because Oregon knows what Georgia's going to do, doesn't mean they can stop. Because at the end of the day, when you got to match up with Darnell Washington, he's six foot seven and a half. Eric Gilbert, six five brock bowers who's probably the fastest tight end in the country you know he's gonna put he puts pressure on you every play then I mean, you got a guy like Aaron smith that runs a 10 200 you got ad mitchell dominic blaylock i mean they've got some pretty good guys right there
0: yeah yeah i uh... And of course, you, you you hope Dan Lanning does a good job, and I think you will. At at Oregon, just yeah. don't win that first game. You know, I'm sorry, Dan. You you know, we'll we'll take you. <laughs> I take tell you, you what, out of the first game.
1: As soon as the game was over in Indianapolis, I was on the field, and when they started, they kind of started separating when they getting the stage on the field and and those types of things. I saw Dan Lanning standing all the way to the back. I mean, he was kind of you know taking it, in. he had his he had his wife and kids with him, and. You know, he had a little bit of tear in his eye. And I tell you this, you know, that guy, what he did to stay through that run was yeah. was kind of not written enough about. You know what I mean? What yeah. damn the decision he made to stay for Georgia, because he could have left, but he was a critical piece of that team. And uh for what he did, man, I you know, I shook his hand afterwards, man, and told him best of luck. And uh, you know, he was kind of soaking in because I knew what he was about to, it was about to be World War Three for him when he got yeah. in locker room. Because he was going straight to Oregon to be a head coach, and uh, but but I'll never forget him standing there, kind of soaking it in with his family. His little his little boys were playing in the confetti and stuff like that. And he had a national championship hat on, but uh, you know that moment kind of will stick with me for Dan Lanning.
0: Yeah, I was very impressed. Uh, you know the job he did after he got the Oregon job. He he did, yeah. he's, he didn't talk about the Oregon job. He stayed with yeah. Georgia. Yeah. He was he, you finished the drill, and that's, that's right. true for coaches. Yep. as well. Well, let's talk a little bit of recruiting uh, quickly. Uh, I you know, this this is kind of your billy wag. So I yeah. looked at 247sports.com. Here's your 2023 root re- recruiting rankings at the moment. Kind of interesting. Texas Tech, Texas ah. Tech number 1, Arkansas Shoot. number 2, uh the, the rated class rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh Ohio State number 3, Notre Dame number 4, Georgia number 5, followed mm-hmm. by Penn State, Louisville, Tennessee, Baylor, Texas A&M. Now, obviously, things are going to change as, you know, that cycle uh, continues and you're going to begin to see Alabama and all those guys uh, come in uh, to the mix. So uh, tell me about the 2023 class so far that Georgia has, maybe some projections on some players. You mentioned Arch Manning. You know, that's, we want Arch. Everybody wants Arch. Uh, and and right now it looks like Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, Texas, they're kind of, you know, the leading uh, colleges on the mind of, of Arch Manning. So what about the 2023 class? It's a, you know, it's a year-round thing we do with recruiting. So uh, as as you look at Georgia now and maybe some other teams and where they're going to be, what about the the 2023 recruiting cycle?
1: Just added one uh, on on Sunday, actually, Gabe Harris, uh, defensive end, yeah. outside linebacker out of Valdosta, was a young man who was committed to Florida State at one time. I think Early on, we, you know, you always talk about offensive tackles, and a kid named Bo Hewley out of um, Langston Hughes High School. Uh, big six 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 seven offensive tackle that Georgia's had committed for a while, but, you know, everybody's everybody's on him. Uh, you know, it's funny, we get older. Uh, Marcus Washington, who played for for Mark Rick. Uh, yeah. His son's a commit. And uh, a really, really good corner uh, in the 2023 class. So, you know, with Georgia, I think this class in particular is because you got a high-profile running back in the state. You got Justice Haynes. You got Maron Haynes' son. And can Georgia get him? Um, you know, that's the guy you you can't miss on an in-state. You know, a, a kid with uh with with that heritage that 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 alumni heritage kind of with uh you know his dad, Hopkell Boot guy. So yeah. uh, yeah, that'll be a lot of pressure. But I think the 2023 class. I mean, it's it's all about Arch Manning right now. Can Georgia get him? Uh, I think it's Texas, Alabama, and Georgia for him right now kind of behind the scenes been very quiet with things so if they could lock down arch manning that influences so many players that want to come play with him uh specifically some wide receivers and stuff like that so you know i don't think one player again will be a make or break for kirby smarts program he just he just recruits year in year out but you know i'm not going to sugarcoat it this arch manning deal is is really really it's a big decision um for, for Georgia down the line, as far as who's going to play quarterback and who comes with Arts, because he's a he's a pretty popular young man, as you can imagine.
0: Uh, and there's some pretty good quarterbacks other than Arts Manning sure. uh, that 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 are coming up that I, I know Georgia's kind of in the mix for as well. Mm. Uh, you know, Nick Saban, uh, he he's he's boy, he's really, he's hitting this thing about the NIL and boy, the transfer portal. Uh, he, he he you know he's old school, and I yep. understand that. It's a new world, but he sees a lot that he doesn't like, uh, you sure. know, the, 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 especially about the NIL deals and, you know, Arts Manning, a $2 million NIL deal, you know, hanging out there or something like that I saw. So, uh, you know, as, as you look at this, where we are now in college football, Nick Saban doesn't like it at all about all of this. No. You know, what do you think? He says it's going it's to really, you know, have a potential to be very ruinous for college football as it is now. What do you think? What What is your opinion on that?
1: You know, my opinion on the NIL was the original thought was to keep people like Todd Gurley from signing helmets sitting in a guy's car and then yep. ultimately getting suspended. And A.J. Green signing a jersey for $1,000 and getting suspended for four games. Uh, you know, for those kids to be able, you know, Brock Bowers just got a deal with Zaxby's. Yep. Uh, Bryce Young got a million dollar deal. Well, Bryce Young's earned that i think lane kiffin yesterday he just put it out there that tennessee gave a he you know according to him tennessee gave a quarterback from california eight million dollar deal and he hasn't played a snap yet how is that going to flow into the locker room the dynamics and stuff so all that we're learning about you know and uh you know i certainly thought that it was going to be a good thing because i thought that if you played well you're going to earn extra money you know I've always thought about you know sitting in the stands and you see those jerseys everywhere and those kids aren't getting a dime off of it. Well, that changes now. You know, you get percentage of that. So uh, it's all new to me. You know, I'm, I've certainly knew covering kids for twelve years that financially this is a blessing to them. Uh, I just it's a very slippery slope when we get into you know giving kids multi-million dollar deals that have never played because. I thought Lane Kiffin said it pretty good yesterday, What if this kid doesn't start? You know, the booster, yep. this the booster that's paying him eight million dollars. You know, what's going to be his attitude toward the university again? So, you know, there's a lot of things that's going to be answered. Um, um, you know, so really for me, um, the, the people that that earned the money, and I think that's what kind of what Nick Saban's comment was. <clears throat> you know, they don't have a collective in Alabama, and their players made the most money of anybody last year in the country. So. Nick, Nick's not playing around with this because he rarely comments on things, but a couple of days in a row, he's made some comments on it. So we'll see. But, you know, I, right now, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. You know, I've asked several people and I didn't know this until last week. I mean, these kids have agents and they have representation. So, you know, you're talking about a junior in high school that, that multiple players that have agents now. So all this is new to me.
0: <laughs> you know, my wife threatened to put me in the transfer portal last <laughs> week. You know, <laughs> as I failed to do a task, yeah. I was assigned.
1: You, you, you and you and Memes were going in for a little while till you got back.
0: There you go. I you know I begged and I, I you know I was forgiven. Uh, Paul Feinbaum mentioned on uh, his program that he he thinks all of this is separating colleges from the haves and the have-nots. And oh, yeah. you know oh, he yeah. he made the comment that now there's an SEC team, and I I, I suppose he was referring to Vanderbilt. They can never be competitive again now I don't necessarily think that's true I think Vanderbilt would under the right circumstances can be competitive again so there's so much to consider when you're thinking about all of all all of this um you know I, I pull for Vanderbilt I, I want them to get them you know yeah. I want them to get them a system yeah. you know I always felt yeah. like they could do that you know Paul Johnson type system and be competitive yeah. uh, you know I want every team to be competitive uh, yeah. don't you think?
1: Yeah. And here's the thing too, that I, mean, I talked to a lot of coaches about this and, you know, just reaching out to people and can it be sustained? Okay. Yeah. So if you give $8 million to a player, can you do that? How often are you going to do that? You know, yeah. and what's this player worth and what's that player worth? So listen, it's all new. Everybody's learning every single day with this, but I did reach out to some people last week and talk to several people and uh, you know, these people are starting to get representation and I didn't know that so I mean these are these are high school players that are telling coaches hey you need to you need to talk to my agent you know about the, the, the deal so which is you know well, it's, it's it's basically free agency you know you're talking to a kid in high school you know telling coaches hey I mean and listen the kids doing what's legal you know yeah. right now so I mean yeah, you, you know, can't you blame you them you don't you don't, don't yeah. fault them I mean so uh, there's no, there's no guarantee you'll make the NFL. So if you can get it right now, get what you can, I guess. But I, you know, the, the agent deal and lawyers reputation and marketing teams, I mean, it's, it's a big deal.
0: What, what used to be done under the table is now done out in the open and there's, there's no consequences uh, to it. Yep, so yep, yep. Uh, And the NCAA, I, I think they're just, they're just hanging on. They, they don't know. It's, it's like a, a runaway bull for them. They don't know what to do. You know, they don't know how yeah. to corral this thing. and
1: uh, so. Well, it took a big loss in Supreme Court 9-0 on right. this deal on the first time. So, you know, I'm sure they don't want to go to another battle and lose 9-0. I mean, right now, they just they just they got the door slammed on them. So, you know, I think it hit them quicker than they really thought. And and it's bigger. And it's, it's literally the wild, wild west. Yeah.
0: Well, it's been uh, great to have uh, Rusty Manziel with us on our program today. Rusty, it's always a joy to have you on our program and uh, to talk about Georgia stuff and college football stuff. I know you're a busy man. We appreciate you taking time uh, to be with us. And uh, now, I- I- is your daughter going to be with you on uh, the uh, high school? Yeah, um, yeah, she'll be. Yeah, she's
1: done it. There. Yeah, she'll, she's Jesus. ready to
0: go. He's the star of the show. I'm sorry. Yes, I mean, is. you is. Know, There's no doubt. I'm riding you know, the details. You're, you're one of the bit players in, in that deal. All right, Rusty. Yeah, yeah. God bless you, my, my man, and Thank good you. to see you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.